It's a peaceful protest. We walking, raising awareness. Some of the injustice that we've been seeing is not okay. And as a young person, you gotta you gotta listen to our perspective. Our voices need to be heard. People are gonna look back. Our kids are gonna look back at this and say, "You were a part of that." I got a grandfather that marched next to Dr. King in the '60s, and he was amazing. He would be proud to see us all here. We gotta keep pushing forward. Sports are like the reward of a functional society. Sirius XM Sports presents Forward Progress, a weekly open conversation on race and sports in America. Here are your hosts, Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. Here we are together once again, and so much to get to a little bit later in the program. Uh, LeBron picked the perfect week where he could not lose. So if he was standing on high ground and expanding the Cowboys and moving to the Browns, we'll get to the reasons behind the decision, but a win-win decision, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, As for Kyrie Irving, so much to get to about his dynamics in Brooklyn. We'll call it that for now. Uh, But let's start off with uh, two different offshoots of Jackson State. Um, we'll get to a speech that the coach felt like Deion Sanders he needed to make leading into their next game. Right. Let's talk about what happened uh, with Jackson State at center stage for all the world to enjoy for three plus hours on the worldwide leader. <laughs> uh, Kirk, this was um, it was it was captivating and at the same time served its proper purpose. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, is I say all the time, there's no greater marketing tool for any university. I apologize to arts right. and sciences, business, uh, to technology schools, to music schools, law schools, medical schools, all of you. You do a wonderful job. You can't market like athletics. And right. in athletics, no one markets quite like football. And <laughs> you get the worldwide leader uh, to have, put a three-hour commercial on for you, uh, that that that's magnificent, and I think it was on a day where there were plenty of matchups that could have drawn the attention away in the natural covering of games. I felt like game day kept their feet on the ground there at Jackson State. Yeah, no, they did a fantastic job of showing just the the pageantry, uh, the tradition. They showed all of that uh, when it came to not just Jackson State, but I think the the HBCU experience. Right. Um, and I think that's what is most important is that there it's an experience. Uh, we, we've both been to uh, HBCU games, whether it's, you know, football, basketball. We've been around the sport and I mean, around the different sports. And you truly know that it's bigger sometimes than the actual game on the court. It is uh, a family type atmosphere. It is obviously for me. Uh, having attended a battle of the bands between Southern and Grambling, you know, it's, it's more entertainment uh, to go along with the action on the quarter on the field. I thought that Jackson state was able to show that last week. And the one thing that I, that you take from this is that you can't pay for that kind of publicity, that kind of, uh, of, of ability to show that we play good football too. That you, you can think about going to a lot of these other universities and, and bigger programs, so to speak, but you come down here, you're going to get not only a great football environment, but you're going to get a, f- a family environment. Mm-hmm. You're going to get people who understand you, you understand them. And it's just another option. I think we've, we've talked about it a lot on this program is that it just gives you another avenue, another path. Right. If you want to have that. But I just thought that, you know, 
um, Coach Prime and what he's done, Jax. We've been talking about him a lot on this program, and rightfully so, because he's brought, I think, sort of this, he's made HBCU football big time. He's made Jackson State a bigger brand than it has been. I mean, mm-hmm. trust me, if we're talking Jackson State three years ago, we're not talking about the football program. We're talking about maybe um, a game they may be upcoming playing or, you know, you're possibly talking about future events or them playing a non-conference game against a big-time Alabama or somebody. But when I you mentioned Jackson State now, people's ears perk up, right? Like, whoa, whoa, yeah, Jackson, that, that's, that's, that's prime. That's Dion. What is he doing? How is he doing it? This is right. great. He's getting athletes. And so I thought putting it all together and having game day there last week was great. And it's only going to increase the eyeballs and the visibility of not just his program. I think that that's another thing that I, I'll say this part, pass it back to you. So much of it has been Jackson state and what Dion has been able to bring coach prime. He's been able to bring, but he's also brought a shine, a bigger light on HBCU football, right? And everybody's now benefiting everybody's benefiting you're seeing the other you know uh you know coach Hugh Jackson's at Grambling State we know Eddie George is over at Tennessee State you got more guys now who are starting to have more conversations and more phone calls and people want to get more involved with how this brand of football is starting to play out um, throughout the seasons there was the obvious question when you have the man available is this a forever destination is there a desire for other football levels, even within college football, but even the NFL, Desmond Howard, who's on the illustrious panel uh, of game day, had some time mm-hmm. with Prime and and posed that very question. If the phone rang before this mission was complete, if it was a call from the NFL or the Power no, Five. I'm not, I'm not going to the NFL. So that, no means. Only, only one you would answer would be the Power Five. I would entertain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to. Going to the Power Five don't change my lifestyle. Right. But guess what? It changes my coaches. I'm a moment kind of guy. I'm going to dominate this moment, man. Understood. Yeah, then I move on to the next moment. But right now, I'm going to dominate this thing. So it's interesting to me uh, that NFL is not a thing for him. Right. Um, There are going to be opportunities every cycle. Correct. In both the NFL and in (laughs) high-level Power 5 college football. The thing I said to you before we came on the air, I'll say in front of all of our listeners, is I don't think he needs to take a job. And all due respect to Auburn right now, uh, that's a – I know I'm upset some people. That's (laughs) that's a job to me right now. You you are the college football expert. Feel free to (laughs) correct me on that one. No, no, you're right. Uh, But he could hold out for like a really – and it's hard to get because usually when cats are getting dismissed – it's right. because the program's headed in the wrong direction. But Correct. I think you could catch a program that's not that far away. Yeah. But it all depends on what he wants, how he wants to impact things. And there's so many things that we heard right there that we realize it's not just him. He's not worried right. about him. Correct. And not at this stage, <laughs> uh, but everything that comes up with it. I love that part of it, right? My lifestyle don't change. but my coaches my assistant coaches now what i can pay them now that's what i'm talking about impacting how many coaches have you ever heard that before say that jacks right never come on never you coaches ain't saying that oh i want to impact my assistant coaches it's a a ruthless ruthless business but he he's saying it out loud 
and he's saying it with purpose and he's saying it to where I want to be in a spot where I could be very influential into the lives of these kids. Now I've seen pushback in different areas. I've seen some people said, Oh, well, that was great for coach prime when he coached uh, high school prep, you know, that was great when he coached Jackson state, but Oh, to come to the FBS, he's got to bring more than that. You got to understand it's, Trust me, it is about winning games. I'm 100% all for that. Right. But what you're bringing when you hire Deion Sanders, you're bringing notoriety, you're bringing publicity, you're bringing outreach, you're bringing so much more than just a head coach. And it's all immediate. And it's all immediate. Oh, it's coming right now. Lightning bolt. Oh, man. It is, you're bringing people to the stadium. Like Jackson State is having that record attendance. Mm-hmm. right that's what it's all about i trust me i've uh i've laughed at a couple of uh owners in the nfl or maybe around sports in general mm-hmm. now look some owners they all want to win but the bottom line is is their business profitable mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is their butts in the seats and hey i may not win a championship but man that cash flow is rolling my, my, my operation is moving that's what dion presents he presents people coming and sitting in the, in the games, making the game, make you want to be a part of it, making something that you don't want to miss. That's what the head coach in Deion Sanders brings. He'll also bring the wins. He'll also bring, I think, a mentality. He's bringing a confidence, a swagger about you, right? His guys walk in with confidence and with swagger. And I think when you put that on the the biggest thing that's going to come down to it, and I've been reading a lot about this, Jax, is, is which program is willing to let Prime be Prime, let Dion be Dion. And, you know, we've talked about code, say, code switching uh, on the program the last couple of weeks, but yeah. it's honestly who is going to allow Dion to bring his upbringing, his way of life, his talk, his speech, his walk, to let that be a part of your program. And for the really, honestly, a privately, I mean, a predominantly white institution, yeah. like just, just being all the way 100 with you, there's going to be some athletic directors that are going to have to make a decision that, man, this isn't the norm. This isn't what we've used. This is not what we're used to. This is not what our fan base has seen, right? We've all seen coaches with the come in and we're going to play hard and, practice hard, do what we're supposed to do and go out there and win one for the Gipper. And Dion's coming in there. Hey man, look, check this out. I'm here to impact lives. I'm, I'm here for you to walk away from a game saying, wow, I had fun. I can't wait to come back again. So it's a different mentality. And it's some athletic director I think is going to have to open up to it because we saw Florida state didn't. And a lot of people upset about that one. Well, they also learn to need a man that focuses on, growing young men mm. as he does uh seemingly uh seamlessly along mm. with the football uh, there was a clip that made its way out uh this week after the rapper takeoff from the group uh uh migos was tragically shot and killed at a bowling alley early tuesday morning and this all connects because it happened in houston and That's where Texas Southern and Jackson will play this week. And so Deion Sanders felt like he needed to 
in part, not just here are the team rules, and you'll hear it in a moment, uh, but here's his overall take. And what I hear is fatigue for this senseless tragedy repeating itself so many times in the black community. I'm just sick and tired of the consistency of people that are influential to you are leaving us consistently. That's our rappers. Takeoff was right murdered in a, in a dice game in Houston, where we're going. So that eliminates all y'all leaving that hotel because it ain't happening until I give you further notice. So um, whatever her name is, whoever she is, parents, everybody, they're going to come to the hotel to visit you because y'all ain't leaving. Sooner or later, we got to start changing our addresses, guys. That's an analogy to saying, I know we this, but we ain't that. We got to leave that behind that we once did. And that's what you guys are. Now you guys are Jackson State royalty. You ain't no man. You're not whoever you were a year ago. You're not even who you're going to be a year from now, which is a blessing. But you can't continuously do the things you've always done and expect to get the results. It's going to have to be a change. All of us have gone through drastic changes. Have we coaches? Have we coaches? All of us are still evolving into what God has called us to be, and that's change. You cannot kick it with the same dudes you kicked it with. You cannot kick it with the multitude of women that you kick it with. You cannot associate in the same realms that you associate with. You're going to have to change if you expect change. You can't do it. It's going to come to a time. They can talk about you. They can mock you. They can ridicule you. They can cuss you out. They can clown you, whatever they want. But you're going to have to separate sooner or later. You're going to have to disconnect. Sooner or later, you're going to have to. So get that in your spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm sad because it just seems like it's always us. But we want to say we matter. We want to say we keep it in 100. But it's always us. Now we lose another soldier to some bull junk that when we look back at it, the gentleman gonna say, dang, now his whole life changes. Because now he's incarcerated or murdered uh, in, in, in a consequence to what transpired. Because you know how the game is played. And I don't want y'all playing that foolish game because y'all are valuable to your families, friends, loved ones, and you're valuable to us. All right, let's think about that. Let's pray for the families. Ain't got no, ain't no time. Ain't got no time to make foolishness. Let's go get it. So, so much there for us to unpack here and, and we'll, we'll, we'll imbalance the rest of our show for it because I think there's so much here. Uh, first of all, just making it plain. Uh, if you have family and friends and apparently <laughs> some significant others, uh, yeah. oh, they're yeah. coming to see you because you're not leaving the hotel. Oh yeah. If Houston's gone wild West again, and Houston has had its ebbs and flows with this, um, then, then we're just protecting you all. We're there to play a football game, and then we're getting up out of there. But he did open the door on stuff that's so hard for us to talk about in public. It really is. I start off with white folks kill white folks all the time. Latinos kill Latinos all the time. Asians kill Asians all the time. Jewish folks kill, right? There's just something a little bit more about black-on-black -black crime that feels like, ah, told you. And, and so that comes back as so frustrating, uh, not to just Dion, right? Many of us are like, man, as we continue 
to try to pull out of all the stuff that continues to ail the black community and black family, we got to remember that we're not all the same. We don't all have the same goals. We don't have all the same issues. This is not one big Viking ship and we're all rowing in the same direction. There's evil in every corner of every culture, of every city in this union and around the world, quite honestly. But let's try not to overwhelm ourselves. Right. And foolishness occurs even as we try to elevate ourselves to the highest level of righteousness. And I understand where Coach Prime's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's fatiguing. <laughs> it's fatiguing. Mm. Yeah, it's it's very fatiguing. It's um, also, too, a one in which you have to take a look at what Prime is saying, right? He's saying that the people of influence or the people who influence a lot of these young men who play football get excited about watching them, right? Rappers, mm-hmm. entertainers. These are what the young people uh, get excited about. Right. They get excited and watch them and, and they listen to the music. They listen to the words. And those guys have great influence. And it's hard because I think he makes a real life, a real, a, a realistic point in that it's hard to see some of the people who you idolize be taken away from you. And this isn't the first time, right? This no, is, it's, just, it's just the latest, but it, yeah. it, it hits so close to home for them because that's where they're headed, right? That's where they're headed. And remember, they had to go through this last year with rapper Young Dolph, who mm. was from Memphis. But that's the one thing about Prime, right? Coach, Coach Sanders. He's not afraid to bring in the people of influence, right? Whether you are a rapper, whether you're an actor, entertainer, whatever it may be, he's not afraid to bring that home, right? To bring that into an aspect of allowing people or allowing his players to touch them and see them say, Mm -hmm. hey, they're just like you. They worked hard just like you. They've been in the situation you were in. And they gave everything that they could. And they've got to where they've got to now. But then all of a sudden you're showing them those guys or those people, those men and women. And then those people are now being taken away from them. So it it is a message. And it's a message that a lot of coaches sometimes are about football, football, football. Whereas Coach Prime is saying, I have to also do my part in helping these young men become men become better people to give them some of the answers to the test give them some of the questions i mean they're going to have questions but they need answers about how to navigate life how to navigate stardom how to navigate playing a professional athlete or just a college athlete how to put the balance in between family friends i mean he's brought in uh you know certain women who have been in the you know the influencing stages mm-hmm. of their careers and trying to tell them hey this is what i look for in young men mm. and to say hey this is what how women think about you like he's expanded his coaching style to a point where when he speaks i think his players listen and the message never gets dull 
Like I've had coaches who come in, they speak, they speak, and say, "Oh, here we go again." Yeah. But it seems as if he's bringing in elements and aspects of his coaching style that make you, when he speaks, you want to listen. I'm the age of those young men's fathers, and he had me riveted mm-hmm. on a topic that I've heard a million times. But right. the fact that he would take that time, it was clearly a team meeting. You saw up on the board, like the week's inspiration, right? To get right. ready to play uh, Texas Southern. But he's talking about being mindful of your surroundings and relationships, fresh off of a star who is fully connective to his, his players. Right. Um, and if anybody missed it, it was uh, Monday into Tuesday morning, 2.30, uh, Quavo and takeoff from Migos were uh, at a bowling alley in Houston and shots were fired. Uh, struck and killed takeoff and Houston police are still investigating uh, the shooting as we right. tape this on Wednesday. Uh, so much we could get into beyond even this, but let's take a break. Uh, a little bit later, uh, we'll get into LeBron's allegiance changing to the appropriate football team that did very well on Monday night. Let me just say that uh, <laughs> we needed it, <laughs> but uh, the reasoning behind it uh, is, is yet another one of these struggles of messaging versus reality. Uh, but when we come back, we didn't dive inside the issues surrounding Kyrie Irving and these anti-Semitic overtones. Uh, yes, uh, Steve Nash is out mm. as the head coach. That's just the basketball <laughs> stuff we may not even get to as forward right. progress continues. You're listening to Forward Progress on Sirius XM Radio. So the issues surrounding Kyrie Irving have really, to me, nothing to do with basketball. Um, we can get into it and, and the start. Uh, that's what NBA radio's for, right? They get to dive inside all <laughs> right. of that. And we're so glad we're a part of that platform. Um, but the firing of Nash and, and the lack of meshing that has led to winning uh, takes a backseat. Because Kyrie Irving, with everything he's been able to impact as a championship basketball player, and the stuff that we don't probably talk anywhere near enough about, how he impacts uh, a a boatload of individuals and improving their lives with his resources, his understanding of accountability and and, and real self-examination doesn't come to the forefront for us, and I don't think he cares for it to come mm. and Kurt, I assume that can be fine in so many ways, but he has to understand. And I assume he does because he's a bright guy that that's, that's going to have a rub. Yeah. And it may be, it hasn't been yet, but it may be within the association. It may be within his team. It may be within his business associations. And, 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 and most importantly, it may happen with connections to his fans. Um, a lot of people have hit me and appropriately so because I'm a part of the organization with the scenario that went down with Myers Leonard last year that we covered. Yeah, I remember, uh, of, you know, he was, if anybody missed it, he's playing video games on, uh, it's Twitch, right? Is that what they call it? Twitch. Yep. The Twitch. Uh Uh-huh. Any others, a single anti-Semitic term. And that man has not been seen in the association since. Mm -hmm. So things are interesting when I think back on it. Miami Heat that handled this, by the way, the NBA never even had to deal with it because the Heat fined him 
the Heat sent him away and then dealt him. And then he got <laughs> cut at the end of that deal and Haven't nothing seen ever since. Right. Has that been fair in line with what he did in that moment? That, that answer is almost irrelevant because right. this is the reality of Myers Leonard's life in speaking uh, with an anti-Semitic term that I hope would be the reaction if he made a racial slur toward any community. Um, this is, I guess there's room for nuance here because a retweet or a co-signing is different than actually uttering something. Right. Right. But when given the platform after your union, in which you're a vice president, your team, in which you take uh, a, a tens of hundreds of millions from, and the association, this multi, 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 I'm not going to say all the multis, billion dollar <laughs> organization, they've all condemned what you've done. And none of them have really just come down on him. Mm. More on that in a moment. Just, I'll give you some room to. To breathe off some of all of that. Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot. Um, because obviously uh, his outspokenness has been something that has gotten him in trouble, right? I think overall, when it comes to Kyrie, I uh, I think just me, I, sometimes I don't see the the compassion or the, the lack of empathy. Mm. It's more of, I'm just speaking my mind and you should listen. Uh, or it's always uh, people feel like, or it's always like we're attacking him. That's how, that's the way he mm. kind of pushes it off. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, we're analyzing. This is what we do. This is not only our job, but I think the people, uh, you have to realize that you are a person of influence, Kyrie Irving. People yeah. follow you. They followed your high school career. They followed your college career. They followed you to the NBA. They've been with you. They've watched you. So you have a following. And I'm not saying that you had to adhere to it, but you have to handle stardom and celebrity a little bit different because you've said things that some people say, well, why would you say that in the relationships that some have say, you know, how could you leave LeBron? Things like that. Like, it's just little things that along this journey for him that people have had to question. And I think also too, um, especially like right now, it's, we're just in a really sensitive time and it's not a, Hey, I'm, I want to show you, this is who I am and I'm my freedom of speech. And look, some people agree with some of the things that he says. I mean, you remember last year, his vaccine mandate and him willing to say, you know what, I am going to sit out for what I believe in. And I get it. I understand it. But also it did become a distraction for his basketball team. And that's the part I think some people have to realize is that the celebrity that he carries now, Jax, right? He is a celebrity, but he also has to understand what comes along with that. Like he is not the normal person anymore. Like you have to handle it a certain way. We, Kevin Durant handles it a different way, right? He actually engages with people on Twitter and things like that. And it's, it's different, right? But I feel like Kyrie has pushed some of this narrative and some of his political views and things that he's had outside of it. And he really doesn't give me a true 
answer. He doesn't give me a true stance on this is what I'm doing. It's more for me. I feel like he's been ruffling more feathers than giving me more um, understanding of what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, this all stems from uh, the stir that it was caused when he recently tweeted his support of a movie called Hebrews to Negroes Wake Up Black America. The film, Mm -hmm. according to a Rolling Stone report, uh, features anti-Semitic tropes. And um, Nets Governor Joe Tsai condemned Irving basically for the entire organization. Uh, but it, it 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 actually came up in a press conference. Let's get to that so we can kind of dive in, in into just the tone that you were talking about earlier right. that radiates from Kyrie so often. Um, Nick Friedel, um, who I believe works at ESPN, um, just at a post-game press conference decided to present it and find out exactly where Kyrie stood. Kyrie, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaigning, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post, and it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to chose to see it just goes back to the way our world is and works i'm not here to complain about it i just exist and to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book can you please stop calling it a promotion what am i promoting put it out on your platform but i'm promoting it do you see me doing do you see me in front of it out there people are gonna say that you are put it out there just like you put things out there right yeah, but I okay. I, it's not you put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff is great, not so let's move on. filled let's with move on. anti-Semitic. Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I've, I'm not. I'm not doing I'm that. Another You're human free being. To post I can what, post whatever I want. So say that what? and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post- to understand anything from you. But, but it's not me. Nothing. By it's no people what that you're making up, bro. Move on. But by posting, move on. Next question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. This is another answering your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. It's just so dismissive. Right. I think I I can't get beyond that fact. Like, it's like you're not you're willing to have the acts happen. Right. Right. But then when called on it or question about it in a proper forum, <laughs> it's, it's, eh, move on. Yeah. There's I don't, no story I, how sustainable is that? I, I that's <laughs> the thing I struggle with. How, how long are we supposed to tolerate? Right. Right. No story and, here. Right. Come on, man. I think also the big thing is that if Kyrie Irving was an ordinary basketball player, will we put up with it? If he was just an average basketball well, we, we player. We have an example of that, correct? Right. I mean, it's not entirely apples to apples. I'll give it, 
I'll give it that slight separation, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not Kyrie Irving saying a term or saying I have this stance. Right. It's aligning himself unavoidably. Like, come on. Like, let's be adults about that part. Right. Like, I am constantly my man. Sometimes I'm digging in people's bios on Twitter before I even get to something that may be even fully disconnected to who and what they are, but they just dug something that I did or that I posted or the team that I work for or the satellite radio company that employs me. I, right. I just, you know, I, I, I'm unwilling to be that naive or take that mm-hmm. level of chance with my 30 plus year career at this stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm not saying you have to be paranoid at any level, right. but you know what you've done. Right. You, what you, you tell us all the time, basically how bright you are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not giving that particular breath and width. And if to your question, there's a $50 fine. Um, there was an immediate banishment, relatively immediate banishment, and then a trade, and then a cutting, <laughs> and then a non-signing right. uh, for the last player involved in, in something anti-Semitic, drawing the line directly. Mm-hmm. Then how has nothing approached the, uh, the level of, uh, of sanction that should be in place? Right. As like I said, if if he wasn't a superstar basketball player, multiple time All Star, All NBA, um, NBA champion, all of that stuff, you know, one of the best at his position, how much would we stand for this, or how much would we allow him to be this way? You get what I mean? Like, yeah. It's 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 sort of saying, like we've also allowed this but at some point what what can make it stop so when you have to have an owner come out and say hey we 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 don't agree with this to me that's a big deal and i think that if kyrie urban wasn't kyrie i believe that the the nets organization probably would have found a trade partner or or released him we've seen it happen like okay we got to get this guy out of here this just doesn't fall in our beliefs and we don't want this to hang over our head because I still feel like these are there are more people who will have more questions and it's continue. I don't know how, when does this blow over, right? Because this is fresh on a lot of people's minds. And now you fire a head coach. And so we've now we're talking more about the firing of the head coach and not necessarily some of these things that are going on with Kyrie. So does this yeah. give well, your basketball expectations yeah. <laughs> are at a higher level than Correct. the way that you find yourself impacting your surrounding community? Which may be the reality, by the way. Terrible look, though. I know. (laughs) That's just what it is. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, LeBron, a, a, I assume, lifelong Cowboys fan, has put the star down. (laughs) We'll tell you who he's rooting for now and why he has departed from the Cowboys as forward progress continues. Listening to Sirius XM Radio. Radio. We now return to Forward Progress. Here's Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. Thanks for rolling with us all the way through Forward Progress. Morrison and Jackson here with you talking about LeBron James, who recently on a new interview on Instagram Live 
uh, says that his lifelong fandom, at least his public life long <laughs> fandom, for the Dallas Cowboys is over. Yeah. Um, after comments from uh, Jerry Jones about players who kneel for the flag. So let's go back to 2017 at the height of, of what was going on with the blackballing surrounding Colin Kaepernick. Jones said that any Cowboy player who disrespected the flag wouldn't play for his team. Now let's draw a line there because <laughs> that was such an uninformed comment at the right. time. Um, I'm wondering like what has happened over the, you know, almost six years mm -hmm. uh, of time that this just landed with LeBron, by the way. <laughs> right. uh, I didn't know Jerry said this quite honestly. So I'm not going to crush yeah. LeBron on that front, but, um, but LeBron has said that, you know, after learning of that hard stand by the Cowboys that, that he could not continue to, to be a fan. Um, and I, I'm sure I didn't get into the comments because that stuff goes all over right. the place, but um, I understand that Jones slightly shifted his views in recent years, uh, but that was only after public pressure. Right. 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 Um, and, and again, Everyone had the idea so twisted mm -hmm. and, and it, 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 it held a political us versus them. The, the political right was turning into the, uh, using this as a lightning rod of us against them. Yeah. And this wasn't a progressive or, or conservative subject. This is a man who was protesting a single issue. Yeah. Clearly stated, <laughs> brutality at the hands of police on black folks has right. got to stop. I don't know why I feel like I have to say it every time, but I feel like <laughs> it's so unclear <laughs> that uh, the moment in the space is symbolic. Uh, the topic is what is, is really important. Um, but anyway, uh, it's hard to forget, obviously, if if those topics are important to you, but that was the stance of the organization, I think that's where James finds himself. Yeah, I think it's you mentioned it's, it's this happened so long ago, and it's like why now, right? And I get it, just a conversation and talking about your allegiance. But um, when LeBron speaks, people listen, mm -hmm. and people listen to oh, he's no longer a Cowboy fan. Why? And he goes back to that. And I guess the budding joke now is, well, he said he wants to be, he's going to be full allegiance to the Cleveland Browns. It's like, that's his team. And you say, well, you go from obviously going away from the Cowboys for their stance or Jerry Jones back then stance of kneeling for the anthem. But now you're all in on the Cleveland Browns who traded for Deshaun Watson earlier this year, who had, uh, I don't even know the number. Let's just say upwards of 25 plus um, law lawsuits or civil suits. I should civil say suits, civil yeah. suits. Yeah. Not lawsuits, civil suits. Yeah. Against I'll be him. clear as yeah. listen, I'm going to do some <laughs> disclosure real quick. I'm a lifelong <laughs> Browns fan. There you go. And I have not. And, and, and I've had, these are discussions in my household, right? Because my wife is a lifelong Browns fan. Okay. And this, and by the way, it's at least 30, by the way, I'm just going <laughs> to, I got to be playing about it. Right. Uh, and it's, it's not, 
it, it, listen, for who I am and what I believe, I, this type of thing should make me just walk away. Right. I should just walk away. Mm. Um, I've tried to get into the nuance. I've tried to listen to each scenario. And it's still unsettling. And I will admit to you, I struggle with it because this is uh, this is a passion, right? Like this is that's what Howie Long told us, right? When he went into the Hall of Fame years ago, mm-hmm. NFL is America's <laughs> passion. Yeah, and I've always, I've always been able um, to my love and obsession with Tiger Woods as a golfer, been able right. to just stay with the golf and not get into how his life started to yeah. unravel. And I've applied this and and possibly, right, hypocritically, I'm applying this to Deshaun's arrival and yeah. and and the, the decades of near misses and the team moving and being bad for so long. And I don't have a great answer for that, I but it is tough <laughs> when you're like going moral high ground in one right. direction. Mm-hmm. And people are just ready to rub it right in your face. Like, you're going to pick any team anywhere. We get that you're from Northeast Ohio. We get that. Right. But if you're going to stand, you know, in the Captain Morgan position on morality, right? <laughs> you then you don't want to land that boot <laughs> on top of that barrel. Like I'm just, I love that. <laughs> the analogy is right where it needs to be. No, and it, it is. It's, it's, it's uneven. Right. And that's the, the, the lightest word. Let's it, listen. We, we have the audio. So let's listen um, to LeBron lay down his thinking and presentation uh, with his lifelong pal and, and business associate, Maverick Carter. But I heard you talking about the Cowboys in a long, I mean, maybe since like 1997 or something. You still a Cowboys fan? Nah, man. I'm, I had to. I had to chill out. I had to chill out on the Cowboys, man. Like you know, man. There's just a lot of things that was going on during the, you know, when guys were kneeling and 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 um, you know, guys would have you know freedom of speech and wanted to do it in a very peaceful, you know, manner. And you know, a lot of people in they they front office and a lot of people that you know ran the organization was like, you know, if you do that around here, then you would never play, you know, for this franchise again. And you know, I just didn't think that was appropriate. So makes total sense. <laughs> You know, I like a lot of the players on the team still. You know, I love CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, you know, our, our our boy Zeke, you know, you know, Buckeye, you know, I still mess with him. I love Michael Parsons. He's a dog. Oh, He's my a dog. God. Michael Parsons is a dog. You know, Trayvon Diggs, you know, but, you know, I had to I had to turn it in, even though I still got a lot. So of now you're so now you're all in on the Browns. I'm all in on the Browns and, you know. You know, we we won one shining moment. So as you can tell just from the tone, right. the essence of what the Browns are dealing with in the individual issue of Watson isn't even really a play. Mm-hmm. It's I need a new football home. Yep. And man, listen, I'm not diminishing the accusations of any of these women. I mean, I need that to be at the center of what I am presenting. And I constantly try to like pump my brakes and try to develop the appropriate passion that goes with the empathy necessary to be in the mm-hmm. shoes of those women and their family members. There's so much wrong with that and so many other things around the National Football League that it's hard to just go, you know what? That's that. This is this. These are all bad. Put it in the bad tank and we're done. So trying to balance all of that 
surrounding the Browns is challenging for someone that's been around them their entire lives through the ups and downs. And, you know, all I can do is give Deshaun Watson an opportunity to be better. And if he's not better, he won't be in the National Football League, uh, let alone be with the Browns. But again, Kirk, the challenge in this spot is, is that we're, we're, we're searching for moral high ground. Right. And in that process, I, I, I know LeBron enough to know that he was just landing on his hometown team, not right. processing what had been accused of the eventual starting quarterback for this team. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously this was a kind of a sit down with him and his buddy. So I mm-hmm. think that you don't necessarily think about all of the, uh, you know, the ancillary things outside of making the statements and, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a Browns fan always will be this is net because obviously it does have some undertones that people may not agree with. Why are you a Browns fan when this is what they have or what this, is what they traded for, which he's also, by the way, did come out and tweet when they first traded for Deshaun Watson. So he's approved of this already, but it also brings some of that conversation back. You know, how can you say this about the Cowboys, but yet you've approved of the quarterback being traded to the team. You say, now you follow. Um, It's something that he, he knows that everybody's going to listen. Everybody's going to, you know, cling to whatever he says. But I think overall for LeBron, he he better worry about winning his basketball games right now. <laughs> um, Listen, he's doing all he can. <laughs> he's doing he can. I know. But he got to win some games, man. And and, and obviously, uh, just the conversation for him. Um, he's been through. You know, he has his own different shows of where he can get his point across in this way. But if you're gonna freestyle and ad lib, make sure you have you know understanding of what you are putting yourself or backing uh, what, what, what you tend to be backing, right? If you're going to be backing the Cleveland Browns, understand that there's also some things they got going on, but yeah. I mean, he'd probably vet a business a little bit more thoroughly. Right? Yeah. Like, it's always know. about business with him. You know that <laughs> it's always about business with LeBron. Um, well, you know what? I will say this I, as we wrap up the program this week, I found it super refreshing to hear him talk about Bronny's Ohio state visit mm, yeah. like the fact that he and his wife never had the visit correct um it was obvious where he was headed so he didn't go on any college <laughs> visits right um to the school where he's had this affinity oh we all do you know how right. we are in ohio we come in out ohio everybody want to go to you come out the womb mm-hmm. and then you Buckeye. find your way right like not right. everybody goes to ohio state mm-hmm. but we all root for him. i know I mean, I think I've told you only two times in my life I've not rooted for Iowa State, and that's because they were playing Bowling Green while I was in school. (laughs) I appreciated the check. (laughs) It changed our our entire (laughs) athletic department uh, life as a budget. (laughs) Um, But to to see the joy of a father who has everything, be able to melt that all down to his son's recruiting experience, something that he and his wife didn't experience, I, I thought was a nice remembrance of his human aspect because it comes off as so superhuman sometimes. That being said, man, it's always a pleasure. Great to be with you for another run through it here on Forward Progress. That's Kirk Morrison for our producer, Brunel Brown. I'm Jason Jackson. We'll talk to you next time on Forward Progress. Forward Progress is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today.
wherever you stream your podcasts.